Every morning, God wakes me up with a song in my spirit. And that's what God wants me to sing unto him, sing unto him, declare unto him for who he is. And this morning, the song is, I will bless thee, O Lord. I will bless thee, O Lord. With the heart of thanksgiving, I will bless thee, O Lord. With my hands lifted up and my voice filled with praise. With the heart of thanksgiving, I will bless thee, O Lord. I will bless thee, O Lord. I will bless thee, O Lord. To sit there every day and wake you up. Every day. Because you declare that no man should take your life. That you should live and not die. And because you confess that, you have what you just said. And that's going to happen all the days of your life. Because that's what you said. So his responsibility is to bring what you said to pass. Because you say what he said. And his word is the truth. His word is life. His word is eternal. Every morning, he showed me how he sit there right over me, wake me up, back up with a praise on the inside of my spirit. Every morning is that way. And he wanted me to mention it to you. Every single morning. We serve the God, a God, there are so many false gods, so many. When you think of the word God, that name only belongs to the true living God. There is no other to even give that name to. Because no one can even compare to do what he can. I woke up with so much seriousness. I've never been so serious about anything in my entire life. I'm so blown away on the things that God has me to see in the spiritual realm. What I used to be actually afraid of. To just live in that world. Which actually where we're from. And to see the seriousness of it's really existing. Just because you can't feel, see, touch, and taste and hear in the natural, how much more you want to tap into what you can hear, see, taste, touch, smell in a spiritual realm where you can actually relate. We cannot relate to the kingdom no other way. We cannot relate to God no other way. Excuse me, God. I thought I had to mute, but thank God I already did it already. Hallelujah. Stand on top of things. Thank you guys so much for being patient with me every time through this memoration. You guys have been so patient, so kind, and I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. God took me into a grocery store. And I purchased a lot of food in the dream. 
I leave out the store. There is this woman, this mother, this wife, this beautiful woman who's trying to figure out how she's going to do this, do that, do that with this change that she has. She's trying to do like five things with probably like $20. And she put the focus and attention on the food. And she, I heard her thoughts. She was in front of me and I heard her thoughts. How am I going to get everything at one time? With just $20. And I say, so are you trying to get some food? She said, yeah. She didn't even really want to answer. But she said, yeah. So I said, I have a card with food. You know, you can get food with that. She said, no, I don't think I can do that. I said, yes, you can because it's my card. I'm giving you permission to use my card. She said, I can do that. I said, you can do that. Just bring me my card back. <laughs> I never met her before. Gave her, you know, totally trusted her to leave and go by herself to get her own food. I never gave her how much to spend. I never even gave her the pin to the car. She wrapped the car up so beautifully to make it like she secured it, made sure she don't lose it. And she went off. But the thing about it is. It wasn't a natural encounter at all. It wasn't even a natural source of food at all. (laughs) The whole entire encounter wasn't natural at all, basically. The grocery store was nothing but food being available spiritually unto every person in this entire planet. So much spiritual food. That she thought she had to buy. And many people think they do. Because they receive something. They feel like they have to give something. And a lot of times we call it sowing to the ministry. And then it's okay to do so. Because I do. But you don't have to. And it shouldn't be brought to your attention that you must. You understand. How many times we've been into a congregation and when you put, thank God for the envelopes, but before they even were envelopes, you can see what someone put in the collection plate. How many look to see who putting what in? Even those who you are sowing to. Looking to see how much you sowed into their congregation. So many, you know, collections for this, that, and a lot of them go to the actually thing. But how many that it does not? And how many of us know that God sees everything? A lot of people stop going to church because of that. You understand? Now there are expenses in every congregation. That's a fact. There are utilities. There are building funds. Of course they are. But God knows and sees who do and who do not. Ministry is not based upon wealth Naturally It's everything spiritually first So if you take your heart off being rich spiritually And have your focus on being rich naturally What heart of a servant is that? You're doing this to get this Naturally When those who worship God Must worship God in spirit and in truth Now back to the dream 
The card that I had with her, it wasn't even a card. It symbolized a card to give her free food, but it was actually a seed I was sowing into her life. Giving her information to take home to her family. The word is free. The word is free. And every day, guys, for seven years, every morning, from Monday to Friday, from 7 to, what, 8.45, that's not that much time at all. On a train during rush hour, from Southern Avenue Station to Union Station, every single morning, releasing what God want me to release in the atmosphere. And every single morning, before I got on that train, I had to stir myself up to even speak on that train. But I denied myself every single morning. People wanted to sow into my life. They thought they owed. I said, God, allow me to see the difference. Because people tell me all the time, I turn down too many blessings. I'm not turning down a blessing. You are the blessing. Not what you have in your account. Do you understand? I will never preach to get an income. Do you understand? My ministry is not based upon my source of income. God. And I had to release that. I was called all kinds of silly names. Girl, are you crazy? Girl, are you crazy? And here goes Satan. One day, send this lady to me who I've given my card to on a tray. Send her to me and say to me, I'm dying. My husband already died. I got a lawsuit from him. I saw you on the train. You give me your card. I'm dying and I want to pass my money off to you. But you must promise me that you will only use it for the kingdom work. Let me remind you just before you say no. That is, I forgot how much was it? 1.3 or 2.3, something point three million dollars. And all I heard is that conversation, not rent need to be paid. Not, oh, this is an opportunity. This is my breakthrough financially. What I heard was, I am dying. And I said, I thank you so much for the offer. But you're not going to need to release it because you're not going anywhere because you should live and not die. Satan said, well, if you present money in her face, God, he has to confess who he is, God. If you present her with money, let's see if she still follow your truth. Let's see if she still release your word without a price. Send this lady to her with an opportunity to receive a large lump sum. She got all these bills due. She don't really care about the job she on, but she knows she on her job for you. Making the least and have the most credentials. Let's see. Is it okay if I can tempt her 
I know I tempt many others. And many have failed and many have not. And one example who have not, Joe, Christ, many others, you and I. Let's tempt her and see if she fall. All I heard was dying. I didn't hear about anything else. And I don't know why God had me, because I didn't say nothing about that testimony for a whole year. And God had me to testify that. And can you believe, a lot of people came and told me, you are so dumb. You didn't think about your son. You didn't think about your bills. I didn't think about myself at all. No, I did not. Because all I saw is the blood. All I see is the blood. Forever will be the blood. Do you understand? I said, God, I need you to help me. Because it been times that I did turn down a blessing that you was trying to put in my hand. However you bring it, however you bring it, and what you bring in my hand to put in my hand, sometimes I turned it away because I don't want anything. But sometimes you could come to me to release something. And he would have people to say that. You, this is not because you, you owe nothing. I just want to sow. Can I just sow into your life? And that's how God allowed me to determine the difference. If you just want to sow into my life, that's the difference. But I barely even take it if you ask even that. You understand? God had to really say take it. Really. Because I don't even care about it at all. No, I do not. How many of us say, God, you are my source and your mind is still on trying to micromanage your income without even using the grace of God, the wisdom of God. Even having the peace to know that God sorts out everything for you. Do you really believe that? If you're going to walk with me, you must believe 100%. Because you're not going to disappoint me by this point out, Father. And that goes for all of us. I start myself first. How serious are you about the gospel? How serious are you? Childish ways must be behind. What are you thinking for? What are you worried for? Your life is not even your own to even think about anymore. Jesus. Let me tell you those demons that are under Satan. They're only strong without strength that we release unto them. That's how they be, that's how they build with what we have. They can't have anything. If you see what a demon looked like when you take your, your uh, restoration, when you receive your restoration, you take back what they took from you. When you see how small they really become, how much power you gain back that you already have over them, I see what that looked like day to day. You understand? I had a woman who followed me. She said, God, out of nowhere, God was sending you help, I'm trying to tell you. And I was like, you know, she was serving me. But it's a difference from you serving me and just... You know, in a different type of serving me. 
You understand? Every morning, she'd be like, let me hold your bags. Let me stand here and just, you know, I'm here to be here with you while you preach. I said, not going to hold my own bags. You don't have to do that. She said, no, you need your hands. I said, okay, sure. And she did it every morning for five out of the seven years. Five out of the seven years. You understand? This guy who lived in our complex used to try to come at me every morning before I go get on the trains, which is the devil. I'm not calling him a devil, but the devil tried to use him to do No, that's dead. You got the wrong one. I don't even care about men, so get out of here. I don't care about my assignment. I don't care about that. That's, not, that's what you got saying. You should have did You should have. I'd rather you bought you a plate or something. Don't bring a man. <laughs> you understand? Something like that. But that's that man every day and try to bring me breakfast every day. A plate of food every day. And every day I deny. I don't want that. No, thank you. And she was like, girl, why you don't take it? He been coming at you for about three years every morning. Yeah, every, every morning, three years, he been wrong. <laughs> Bye. Not being rude about it. I'm never rude to the man, but no, bye. You're a distraction. Bye. Bye, distraction. Come on now. I'm on a mission. I'm got time for that. Every morning. She was like, God, he really, really like you. I don't care. I don't care. He really, really like God, not me. Hallelujah. And all of a sudden, one day, I go, I go meet her before we go on the train. I do every morning for five years. I see her walking beside him. All I saw on this man's face is desperation. All I heard is his heart cry out. I'm in my 50s. I have a job. I have a home. I have money. But I don't have a wife and I want kids. That's all I saw. And that's all he was saying in his heart. And I heard it every morning. And then all of a sudden she began to engage because she thought the same thing. I'm in my 40s. I have a job. I have my own place. I don't have a man. And I work with kids. Desperation begets desperation. You understand? And that's exactly what happened. So I saw them two walking together. I said, oh, no, 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 no. No, not him. But I couldn't say that to her. I had to ask God to find me ways to reach her other than just saying that because she was so determined. But she looked at me with shame in her face like I know he was I know he was after you for three years. But, you know, now he's like he has interest in me. I don't, I don't mean no harm. This don't have nothing to do with nothing being deep or spiritual. If somebody was coming at somebody for three years and all of a sudden they come at you, you, you would take that opportunity. I don't even want you. You wanted her. That's, come on. I mean, that's common sense. Jeez. Uh, that's got desperation written all over it. My God. And all of a sudden... The slacking started. Started being a little late to meet me in the mornings, to get up on the train, to help me out like you said you were called to do. Started spending more time with him and not with God. And you begin to say things and do things you didn't ever say and do. And go back to old habits and all these things. And all of a sudden I see a ring on your finger. Oh. Oh, we married. Oh. This before I even, this remind you guys, this was, you know, before I even thought to even get married to the wrong man and all that. You know, just during the times, you know, what year was that, Father? Help me out. 2000, what? <laughs> 2011 to 2000 and what? <laughs> 17, 18, 17, like that. Jesus. 
probably longer than it's longer than that. Seven years within that time frame, God, please help me. And all of a sudden, you know what I'm saying? Got married and then start getting on different trains. And she felt ashamed. It seems as if I got your leftovers. You don't have nothing left of me because I don't even have it to even leave behind. <laughs> don't even don't ever say that. <laughs> you chose to be with that man. And to this day, she's still married to this man. But she's not happily married to this man. Because she don't believe in divorce. Which actually shouldn't even have been a marriage. And I noticed that she had her hair, her hair was shaved. And I know walking with you for five years, all you did was keep a new hairstyle every morning. And all of a sudden, you married to this man, you have a bald head? Hey, what's going on? Now we stopped, the trains, God had called me off the trains. Now I'm going to travel now. And I see her hair like that. Everybody telling about, oh, that's a nice look for you, nice look for you. Here's my response. What is that? You better not disagree with who you believe in. You guys like my new look? No, I don't. Because it's a cover-up, it's a lie. And you know what I mean by that? And if anybody knows, you should walk with me for five years. I'm not hard on anybody. And some people tell me that. It's not like, it's not that easy, Q. How hard can it be to actually believe? You created to do that. You're not created to not believe. Come on, seriously. I believe God, but. And that's what it looks like in God's presence. I believe, but, 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 but what? My income. But what? My healing. My children. My, 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 my is never created to be about you. So get your mind off of you. And I'll start with me. God give me things to pray for every day. And I fall to my knees and I cry out. Because many people in ministry have money on their mind more so than ministry. And I know because God surrounds me with people like that. And I'd be greatly disappointed, but I still love you anyhow. Money, money, money. Money, 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 money. Materials, 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 materials. Lord, I need this. Can you give me a car? Can you give me a house? Father, give me you. Give me you. That's all I want. You. Because everything else, that everything I just said, those things will perish. You have to be wise about your asking. Oh, God. God showed me two great leaders that I'm connected to. And they were in a pool with their child and the thing about it is their home was huge and the way how their home was modeled oh god 
It was built differently. It wasn't the shape of a regular home. It was so beautiful. And it was white. And they had like an ocean view. And a pool in the backyard. They were just having a great time. And when I was in that dream, in that encounter, I felt so much of the blessings of God and not the blessings of man. And God showed me them. They're not in it for the money. They're in it for the love, the word, the truth. And because of that, this is what God has blessed them with. See, there's a difference when God bless you with it and you're trying to bless yourself with the things that you think that God blessing you with. And this is how you know when you try to make it happen yourself. Many of you, how you're thinking, that's not even how God wants you to think anyway. Not even at all. Let me do this first. You don't have to do anything first. Believe God. <laughs> Believe God. Back to the testimony God said. And she came back on there. And she had a wig on her head. And she said, I must admit to you guys, I didn't care about the look. It was a cover up. I was told I had cancer and I lost my hair. I can say something now because it's over because I went back to the doctor and didn't find anything. And you walked with me for five years. You saw the miracles, the signs, the wonders. You could quote more scriptures than I could. It's not even about any of that I just said. It's about all, it's all about your believing. And I was highly disappointed that you accepted something that you were sent by God to use me and you to release in the atmosphere to other people. But somehow when it knocked on your door, you let it in. Now you took your power back, but never give it over because it's not theirs in the first place. It don't belong to them. It belongs to you. Now, how does that look for God to see you give over what he freely given over to you to the enemy? Because of your believing. You understand? No one is going to rob me from what God says belong to me. And that goes for every area in my entire life. And God said to me, you keep believing like you do. Keep having a heart to serve like you do. And watch what you have. Watch how far I take you. But you must continue to be this way. Don't waver. Don't turn around. Just keep going this way. Many people feel like they have a bad day when they don't have any money. But when it's payday... They are great. It's like they get sudden, sudden power to even continue to go further. You understand? God put things, the resources in our hand to enjoy. But it's not to be misconstrued. It's not to be needed. It's not even to be wanted. It's just to simply enjoy it. Many of us put materials over ourselves by sitting up worrying about how we're going to get it done. I don't have a care in the world. 
My life is based upon every moment without even thinking about later. And sometimes God will give me provisions. Trust me. And you guys have heard a lot of, you know, the prophecies, of course. But when it comes to just me wondering about me or wondering the next step, I don't care less. That's how much I trust God. Now watch how far he take you just by you trusting him that much. Now if God have you to put your hands to something to bring it to pass, of course. But when it comes to you trying to figure it out, that's not okay. Not okay. Not okay. My stomach is us open, guys. My stomach is opened. It's open. God said, do this for me. I was standing using my faith, my praise, continuing to stand for me and the gospel. To make sure I do what God asked me to do. But God said, I see sometimes that you feel like you're, you're not doing what you're supposed to do, how you want to do it. It's because you're doing it unto yourself. You can always disappoint yourself. But I want to help you out with this earlier because I know how hungry you are. Do it for me. You're doing it unto me, but I want you to do it for me this time. And that's how I know you will get it done because I know how much you love me. Now I put me over you because you love me more than you. So now you really, it's like somebody sized you up. God sized me up. That was my sized up moment. For you, for you, done. Done. I don't know what's up with God in twos, guys. I mean, God, I know you don't have no favorites, but what's up with twos? You can show me five. You can show me five often now. You know, five is grace. We understand that. I mean, you can show me one. You know what I'm saying? Threes. You know what I'm saying? God just keeps showing me the number two every day. Just like that. And now he put number two in the middle of my belly, guys. It's living water. I can feel what the water looks like. You know how water wave up and then, oh God. How it's being stirred up on the inside. God woke me up to the song, I will bless thee, O Lord. If I didn't sing it right, please excuse me. Sometimes the words seem like they are and they're not. <laughs> Hallelujah. But you get what I'm saying. I will bless thee, O Lord. <laughs> With the heart of thanksgiving, I will bless thee, O Lord. And he, walked, he backed up when he woke me up with that song. Every morning he does that. And throughout the day he put songs in my belly. Songs of praise. And yours too. Hallelujah. Wake me up just like that. I was about to roll over. God said, it's up to you today. You want to go back to sleep for a little bit or wake up? I said, no. I want to get up. I want to get up. I want to serve you. I want to minister your good news. I want to release your miracle signs and wonders. I want to bring others back to you. I don't care about money. Father, you can have the money. I don't want it. I don't want it. God, I don't care about it. Some people care too much. 
in ministry for over 20 years and caring about money like that. God. God want me to say this. Whoever it is, don't put people's burdens on your back. It's okay for people to vent to you, but don't let them put their burdens on your back. You have the answer to that, to cast every care unto him. That tell them to do that. Or even you just cast it over to him. But you have to let them know to do that so they can stop doing it. You understand? Seriously, guys. For like six months straight, God to tell me, put your whole check in church. Okay. And he'd be like, you know, go to the ATM, take the money out, put it in the envelope. And sometimes the envelope wouldn't close because it was just, you know, the, they didn't, you know, sometimes they don't give you the bigger bills. To, you know, it was a lot of, you know, 20s, you know what I'm saying? 10s, 5s, 1s. <laughs> so that's, that's going to be really fat. So sometimes I had to get two envelopes and God said, don't even put your name on it for six months. Don't put your name on it. Don't put nothing. Just sew, just sew it. And I'll never forget <laughs> my spiritual dad said, you know, don't forget guys to put your names on the envelopes because somebody must have, you know, whoever counts the money. I was like, who is this? Keep doing this without their name on it. They got to put their name on it. You got to put their name on it. And God was like, don't put your name on it. And it still kept happening. I pray to God he didn't feel like no one was being disobedient, but that's what God was telling me to do. Don't put your name on it. Don't put your name on it. Don't put your name on it. And I didn't. And one lady I'll never forget, I tried to turn to the side and put the money in the envelope. And I got even great. I said, God, I went two steps ahead. I said, let me take some of these envelopes home so I can already have them, you know, stuffed before I get there. <laughs> Because one lady, she was so eager to see how much I put in. And I tried to turn my head to put it in. I didn't want her to see. You know why? Because for some reason, God had me to see what she put in it. And if she saw what I put in there, it would have had her feel, you know, some kind of way because she gave what she had. If she had more, God showed me. If she had more, she would have gave more. Now, if you only have about five to six, seven dollars to put in, that's all you have. Trust me, that's all. You don't know how much you just gave. You gave your all. And to see somebody put in hundreds and hundreds of dollars, you're going to feel, you know, some people can feel distracted like, tag, mine's not good enough. Now you take your eyes off of the purpose to you want yourself with a cheerful, now you're not even cheerful anymore. Now you move because of what you saw somebody else put in there. It don't matter if you put two cent in there, that's all. If that's your all, God knows that. God knows that. Hallelujah. God knows that. Hallelujah. And people tell me, guys, that's how much I didn't care about the money. They was like, you know, you um, after you minister, you know, you get to see for, you know, ministry. I don't want it. Huh? I don't want it. I don't want it. Oh, okay. Did y'all give her the money? She didn't want it. I'm not doing that to prove a point. I'm doing that because I'm so out for the kingdom. Now, I'm not telling you not to take. But what I'm saying to you is if God didn't put in your heart to do so, then don't do it. Don't take because of your thoughts for your own well-being. 
take because someone sold into the ministry. Would you call the dude someone sold into your life? Good. Because actually your passion, your calling, your anointing is, you know, your, is, it, it brings the income. It does. But don't focus on the income. Just continue to focus on being used in your gifts. And when God took me to this, these pastor's home, and I was like, wow, the, I mean, just the agriculture, period. I was like, oh my God, the landscaping, everything was amazing. The house was shaped like a, 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 what you call it? A ball, what ball was that? A baseball. The whole big mansion was shaped as a baseball. It was so beautiful. And they, it's all white. And they had beautiful like palm trees and a big old pool just digged down, just made, you know what I'm saying? And just in the dirt like that. And they, and they just playing outside in the pool, just having a good time. And all God, God had to take me there to see that. But God took me there to see that because he wanted me to see they got that because they don't care about money. I put it in their hat for them to keep because they don't care about money. Look how happy they are just receiving from God without even having a care in the world. Many of us caring too much. Well, you shouldn't care at all. He said, cast every care. Every care. I will never forget these encounters that God used me to have with people on these trains, guys. Never forget. The man was saying, um, I'm telling you guys, you got to be careful. I thank God. That's why I say I was so angry at myself to get married to the wrong man because I don't care about men. I love my brothers, but you, I get, I mean, in that area, come on, for real, get out of here. Seriously, guys. And the only reason why I was so quick to get sweet that's sweet because I was already swifted. I already started back going to the same neighborhoods, doing the same things. Oh, here's an opportunity. The devil walked around and saw me. Oh, there she is. There it is. Let's bring him. Because I know who she's supposed to have. Let me take her off of that by giving her somebody who she's not supposed to have. I don't want her to fall. I want her to stay down. Because I know what her life's supposed to be. And I don't want that because that's going to destroy my plan, my work. Jesus. Sometimes I used to run. Men always say, oh, God said, God said, God said. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Did not. And I thank God that I don't get that anymore. I get looks, but I don't get no, nothing said. And I thank you for respecting me like that. Because I have a look on my face like no. But I'm smiling though, but it's like no. You already know. Men not dumb. They know who, you know, who putting up with that and who not. I'm not. Not at all. Not at all. No. When I think about the deliverance, Jesus Christ. Father, thank you. Seriously, I mean thank you. My life is not my own and I must live that way. When it comes to my thoughts, when it comes to my emotions, when it comes to my walk, especially my faith life. Let me talk to you, sweetheart. I just feel to talk to you. Good morning. You might hear this afternoon, but hello, sweetie. Hello, hello, hello. I love you. 
I have an appointment this morning. The property manager called me on Friday. And she said, you uh, come in this morning for orientation at 11. And I asked my mother, do they, people usually go through orientation when they go to another unit to be upgraded or even move into an uh, apartment complex? They don't do orientation. They're doing orientation. You sit down, you be served prefix, and they just talk to you. That's her way of saying, I want to be around you. Your orientation at 11 o'clock, don't forget, I'm saying orientation. I don't need that. They don't do that, but I get it. Because <laughs> she kept calling me Friday. I don't mean to keep bothering you, but I just love your spirit. I want you to remember, you were paying $16.44 for a two-bedroom, two-bath, right? Now, before I write this on documentation, I have to ask you, are you okay with the price going from $16.44 to $134? All utilities included in two baths, right? Yeah, I got. I know you're okay with it, but I have to ask. It's, you know, it's policy. It's procedure. Are you okay with it? Because I got to check it off on the paper. I was like, yes, I'm okay with that. You're the only one in this complex paying that much. You're the only one. Each unit, each building has 16 units. And there are over 100 buildings in this complex. Hallelujah. I thank God for that opportunity. We're going to give you a remodeled one. But you must stay here for a year. You can't break the lease. That's fine. My thought is not even on tomorrow. You're talking about a whole year. However, God want to move. He's going to move that way. I submit to that. So God just allowed me to know this morning, all she want to do is just be in the presence. But she don't, not going to come out and say that. Because some people are filled with, you know, they business people. And I'm going to tell you something, it don't matter how much a person in order and business and dressed up. When you experience the presence of God, you don't care about any of that. You can have a 10 year of being in school for three degrees. You humble yourself in the presence of God. You could be a zillionaire in the presence of God. You will humble yourself. Because those things are not who you are. You belong to him. You can care less about any materialistic thing in the world. You understand? I have a doctor's degree and childhood education. And guess what I did with it? I left it where it is. But if you, it's, it's yours. It belongs to you. But I could you know how much you can do with that. You have a doctor's degree in the field. God said I can testify now. I wasn't able to do it at first. You have a doctor's degree in the field. In the field. 15 years. And you have a doctor's degree, let alone all the certificates, all the trainings, CPR, first aid, bloodborne pathogens, with or without special needs, from all the way from infinite toddler to 12th grade. And some college campuses. Because this company did not play when it came to teaching. And you went to their university. Sitting on a doctor's degree. And God tell me. Don't say a word. Now those who I went to the school with and got the trainers from. If you don't turn in your clock hours for your certificate. 
they won't know in the system that you have that degree to even give you a promotion. And here it is, having directors who don't even have an associate's paying me the lease and not even knowing I can have your job. And God had me testify that today. I never, my mom don't even know. I was awarded through the university to go to Florida to live in um, Fort Lauderdale to take a position to create curriculums for the company. And the curriculum is going to be on the website for every teacher in this company to take off. And they have to go off of that curriculum. But how they want to go off of the curriculum. In their own unique creative way. But it's got to be in this model, this set. These keywords. I say, God, what do you want me to do? God said, don't take it. That went over the person that hired me. Five steps, seven steps, eight steps over them. What do you want me to do, Father? Don't take it. Okay, I'm not going to take it. God said, don't say a word. I said, I'm not going to say a word. Because God don't just look at you. He look at those around you. He already see how they will respond. And he don't want no one to fall. He said, he would keep your feet from being moved. And if someone knew the opportunity, he said, girl, you're dumb. Now you're moved. Because God is up to something good and you're taking your eyes off. So instead of you being in that situation, God is not ready to say nothing. He better not say nothing to cause you to stand than say something and have you to fall. Sitting on all of that, that doctor's degree. And God said, don't do nothing with it. You just gained the education. Don't open up my own center? No. Nothing. And the last job I had at this child care facility, God said, just show her your trainings. Don't show her your certificate. Don't show her your degree, show her your certificates. And just show her some of them. So I bought like 15. And she was like, oh my God. To be honest, you are overly qualified. I can only give you $12 an hour. This was last year. Year before last, in November. I said, God, what you want me to do? Take it. Ah, okay. <laughs> okay. I was like, okay, I'll take it. She said, you'll take the position? She was even surprised. I'll take it. And everybody was wondering, why is she treating her like that? Why is she showing her favoritism? It wasn't that. It's just that she knew what they didn't know. I said, can you keep this amongst us? I don't need everybody to know my credentials. I just want to come and do my job. Because usually when you do that, people feel intimidated. And I don't want no one to feel that way. Like I'm coming to take over. I just I want to come and be a part of. I want to come and learn. I don't want to come and teach, basically. And that was not $12. You already know that's what? That's not even minimum wage these days. And God said, don't say a word about it. Say, I'm not going to say nothing. Take the job. I took it. Somehow my pay still, I had to make copies to try to get a, a place or pay my, somebody to do with my car, my place, something. I had to make copies of my pay stubs. Remind you, I um, made copies. And somehow I left the copies of my pay stub in the Xerox machine. Jesus. I was so disappointed I did that. I didn't want no one to see that. 
And when they saw it, they was like, it actually opened up a door for them to be, you know, more kind to me, the workers. They was like, oh my God, she making less than any of us. And she have all these, these trainings. They don't, know about the, they don't know about the doctor's degree. All they know is about the trainings, the 15 clock hours of trainings. I told her to say nothing. She said something anyway. And they saw the hours. And they said, she got more than what we have. 15 of these trainings is like an associate's degree right here. And she only making $12. The assistant teacher's not even making, they making more than that. Even the substitutes. And every day I would leave and go to the church, to meet the church van, me and other families for not having nowhere to go. I couldn't be in my car. And the hotels was just like, come on, $12. In the hotel, 160 a day, it was taking too much money. So I said, forget the hotels and go to these churches. Every night, and people in the churches from different churches would come in and try to take pictures to put on their Facebook page so they could say they did something for the community. And many a give to the community so they could claim it on their taxes. And God showed me every time. And I sit amongst the people there, pray and pray. I said, they have no idea who's here. They have no idea who's before them. One talk about me, talk about God. God had me give that testimony because I guess it's time. My mother don't even know I have a doctor's degree. <laughs> if she knew that, oh God. She'd probably slap me. Oh God. But she wouldn't slap me, but you get what I'm saying. Anybody who know me would be like, girl, are you kidding me? You wouldn't have to go through all the things you have been through if you just, you know? You could have been a boss of a boss of a boss. It's not about that. It's being obedient. God said, don't say a word. Because God was doing something else. He was using me to release the blessing in these places. And as the place received the blessing, this last job, God said, don't go back. Due to the shutdown, don't go back. I say, are you sure? Don't go back. Been at home ever since. And God's been paying everything ever since. I had some people say, your long-term goals should be about what you're investing in. And your short-term goals should be about you taking the steps for your investments. Do you want to go to school? Do you want to go to Bible school? Do you want to get a business? Do you want to do this? That's not success. If you think that's success, you failed. You failed that success. Success is just simply being obedient. So my point to you, man of God, whatever God asks you to do, that only I want you to do. See, you're connected to me. And that is a privilege and an honor to be connected to a woman like me. And so am I to you. You understand, but I'm talking about me this morning. I'm not allowing no thought to be a part of you, even on your mind, that you have to take care of your own well-being. Even to even get me, I'd rather not be gotten. You understand? I don't care if it take a lifetime. Until you get it, I'd rather you get it than get it. You understand? 
I love you so much. And I'm not saying that's what you're doing. But I'm letting you know about me, like I said. You must walk by faith and not by sight. And I'm not just saying it to you for you to say it to sound good. Because that is my lifestyle. And it must become yours if it's not. Not sitting up, figuring out, micromanaging, marketing, stocks, bonds, investments. You invest in the presence of God. Because everything that you could be thinking you're doing is not even his plan all along. I'm not saying you are. I'm just putting it in your ear. I'm not having it. As your help, I'm not having it. We're going to believe and that only. Do you understand? No, really understand. Because I'm not going to marry you and hear anything otherwise. In the case, I would not marry you. I will wait. You understand? If you believe, that's all we're going to do. You're not going to put your hands into nothing. You're not going to worry about anything. Simply give thanks. You are in ministry, God say, already. And so am I. You have before you have. We are already in the ministry, God said. I wasn't even aware. I know I was. I'm not even aware you are. We are already in the ministry. And the way how we see it, like you do your part, I'm doing my part to God join us. No, we're already in the ministry that God called you and I to do together. We're already doing it. But you must do it the way how God wanted to be done. Because I'm not doing it no other way. No other way. And I don't want to hear no other words. Is there's no if, ands, or buts about what I just said. You believe, you're going to believe. And that's it. There's no other options. Do you understand? And I start with myself first. Because I saw a prayer request. And I didn't like what I saw. You understand? I'm not getting on you. We don't have to ask God for anything. And yes, I saw God wanted me to see. I thank God I don't have access to your page. The less to me is best. So thank you for helping me. But when God wants me to see something, he would definitely expose it unto me. And how he do so, let him do it. The same way you with me. Well, you didn't see me at church yesterday, what did you do? Quickly tuned into here as to why I wasn't there. Because we're already in the ministry. And we're going to make sure we both stay where we're supposed to be. You understand? I'm not representing you. You're not representing me. We're together on one accord representing God. You understand? You don't have to ask for anything. Especially God. So you asking God. Thank him for it. Now whatever it is that you believe in God for. You thank him. Don't ask. Thank him. I'm always quick, I'm so, a little quick to say, can you take that off? Can you take that request off your page? Take it off? We don't ask. We receive. Because we believe. That only. 
You are a great leader. That you're going to only be. You're not going to have people who God sent your path to bless them, to minister unto them, to feed them, and yet they think they can feed you. It's supposed to be the other way around. The children of God couldn't lead Moses. Moses had to lead them. You cannot have people try to lead you when you're supposed to be leading them, man of God, and you know that. So watch what you say. And I know it was a miracle for God to have me see it because I'm not even able to see your stuff. And still, and yet he still showed me. Take that off. Take it off. If you could take off a video of you making for me to see and still bless people in the atmosphere. You know what video I'm talking about? If you can have that removed off your life, remove that off. And don't have the attitude, I'm not removing it. Remove it. I'm not the one who's saying it. Because you are a leader. And you're not going to have people to feel like they have access to you and your leadership. You understand? You are called to stand amongst to release a word from God. Prophetically. Now how effective is, can that be if you're making requests over things like that? Materialistically. You understand? If you're going to be serious, sweetie, it's time now. And that goes for me as well. You understand? I love you with an everlasting love. But this is the day, this is the time to be serious as much as we have never been before, right now. With all the teachings, all the learnings, all the encounters, everything about God, how you believe, how you feel, demonstrate that right now. Especially by the words that you say, also, also, also by the company that you keep. And God can trust you by the company that you keep because you don't let anybody or everybody in your space. But you must be mindful that you are already a leader and people see you as that. Be mindful what you put in the atmosphere. Because one little word that's a, a lack of faith can cause people to walk away. Because if you saying words like that, then what hope do we have for us and you over us? You understand? You have to think as a leader because that's who you are. Don't ever for a second worry about how you're going to pursue me. What are you going to have to pursue me? You thank God for even knowing who I am. Every time you think of me, you give him praise. To connect to such in the ministry. Because I'm not having it. Not anymore. I start with myself. Every child's weight is behind. God say a matter of life. It's a matter of life. Tell you it's a matter of life. It's a matter of life. Matter of life. Matter of life. I need you, sweetheart, to be who you are called. That's who I need. And not what you're not. So don't ask God for anything. Thank him for it. In Jesus' name, greater is he who's in us. 
he was in the world. 